You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. ABC Tonight. Special Agent Will Trent. Judge Bureau Investigation. I told him I'd bring my best. Will sees things that no one else does. Based on the New York Times bestselling series. But why Will Trent? He's good police and he's objectively hot. See crime. Put out an Amber Alert. There's a kidnapping. Through his eyes. He read that crime scene like it was a book. Ramon Rodriguez is. I'm a pretty observant guy. Will Trent. Series premiere tonight, tonight central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Hey, and welcome to Fan Theory Queries, the podcast where we analyze fan theories from all over the internet, but mostly Reddit. I'm Laura. I'm Michael. And I'm Spencer. And I'm also going to start off the show with my theory from Batman Returns. Big Batman fans on the show, so this will be good. And also, people that are not fans of cats, so this will also be good. (laughs) Yes, very true. (laughs) This theory is called Catwoman is largely controlled by the parasite Toxoplasma Gandhi. And the theory Mm. is from the author Watos Box. So they wanted to give a science lesson first to understand the rest of the theory. Oh, Blythe's uh, missing out. I know. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> our, our resident scientist is, is not with us today. The parasite T. Gandhi can reproduce asexually in many mammals, but reproduces sexually in cats due to a difference in their stomachs. This parasite has been linked to changes in behavior in its hosts. Mice with T. Gandhi have been found to be less afraid of cats. So basically, this parasite is making its host dumber toward the fear of cats because cats are its true home. Some mm-hmm. studies have shown a link between schizophrenia and bipolar disorder in people with the parasite. It has also been linked with increased testosterone and higher tendency to rebel in men and lower testosterone on outgoing moralistic tendencies in women. Higher rates of car crashes and suicide attempts have been linked to T. Gandhi. It can also cause serious eye damage. It should be noted that many of these links do not have sufficient proof to be regarded as fact. Okay. What? Then. Oh, <laughs> Why is it even in there? Other than this is the next sentence. I found out about this parasite in a clickbait article theorizing that people with T. Gandhi are viewed as more attractive, though there isn't substantial evidence or known causality. All the other info is is from Wikipedia. Now, onto the movie. Baffled right now. Foundation laid. Are you baffled? I can. I can. Like, she's about two hours away from where I am right now, but I can just feel Blythe screaming right now yeah. <laughs> at the lack of true science in this. All right, here we go. I'm just so in the weeds right now. Okay. Yeah. Selena Kyle becomes Catwoman when she is pushed out of a window and revived by cats that lick and bite her. We can see a cat chewing her finger bloody, so there is clear bodily fluid connection. T. Gandhi is spread from cat feces, and we all know cats lick their privates, so it's not too much of a stretch to believe that she is receiving the parasite in high doses. But she also just fell many floors from a building and should be dead. My theory (laughs) is that the cats are purposefully passing immense amounts of T. Gandhi into her nearly dead body before the brain is lost. The parasite takes a lot of control over her, but it uses her in a way that keeps her feeling like she's in control an exaggerated version of the mice who are less afraid of cats. She shows signs of bipolar disorder, going from zombie-like to manic. She is reckless and fearless, blowing up buildings and facing all kinds of threats. And she's sexy, with everyone gawking at and commenting about her after her rebirth. All of these traits align with ideas about T. Gandhi and humans. Why did the cats choose her? 
Selena Ka was a smart human who had an affinity for cats. The parasite was evolving to be more powerful in the great breeding ground of Gotham City. And when the cats found the body, T. Gandhi urged them to make her a super weapon, not with any specific cause in mind other than to be a muscle. It is worth noting that some penguins have also been found to have high amounts of T. Gandhi, and it spreads through sewers. This can explain why the penguins are so actively intelligent in the movie. They are being manipulated by a super powerful strain of T. Gandhi. Too long, didn't read. A real parasite called T. Gandhi manipulates hosts of many species to aid cats. It has been linked to some behavioral changes in people, many of which align with Catwoman's changes after being revived by cats. She is a walking muscle for T. Gandhi, as are the penguins. Hmm. So, first of all, have you all ever heard of this bacteria, parasite thing? No. If I did, it was very briefly in biology class in high school, which was over 15 years ago, so there's no way I would have remembered if I had. Yeah, so this thing is the reason why pregnant ladies should not change litter boxes, is this very reason for this bacteria. I have heard about it before with that and then some other instances that it does affect your brain, apparently, in some ways. Hmm. But how does that fit in to Batman Returns? Or does it even at all? So let's go to you, Michael. Before we reach any comments, before we read anybody's thoughts, do you think it's... What do you attribute her change in character and, like, actions to in the movie? I personally believe that this is just another case of trying to explain something in the comics that doesn't necessarily need to be explained and just needs to be taken with a grain of salt, you know, because I mean, her character's name is Catwoman and they just found some way to make her become Catwoman and make it somewhat kind of make a little bit of sense in the in comic theory, I guess. So she falls and and basically dies and she is licked back to life by cats. I yeah. mean, that's their that's basically their <laughs> their way of making a human become Catwoman, you know. You you bring up um, an interesting point because, really, in no other instance of the character mm-hmm. does she have any kind of like physical transformation, rebirth, no. as you say. Like, I mean, because yeah. I they this wait, is coming off the heels wait. of Batman. Hold on, this is coming off the heels of Batman eighty nine, in mm-hmm. which Joker falls into a vat of chemicals, and that's how he becomes the Joker. So it's like they thought, oh, we have to do the same thing with Catwoman. What were you going to say, Laura? Well, I believe, honestly, I've never watched the Catwoman movie starring Halle Berry. I've only (laughs) listened to a review from a podcast that I love called Two Chunks and a Hunk, and Mm -hmm. it's basically the same thing. It's cats cover her after she's been, like, thrown out a window, and they, like, breathe into her their cat super essence and it makes her Gandhi. I unfortunately have seen the movie and <laughs> it's some sort of it's it, they try to make it like a supernatural thing essentially like there's some sort of like cat goddess or whatever like an Egyptian cat goddess mm. and they channel that goddess's power through the cats into her body and she becomes like the avatar of this goddess and so, that's why she has all these cat-like abilities was that more ridiculous than this even was that movie supposed to somewhat be like a riff on this origin or is it like a completely standalone movie 
That was another case of a bunch of studio executives who didn't know a single thing that they were talking about okay. and thought, oh, this will be cool. This will make her look sexy. This will blah, 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 fill in the blank here uh, just because they thought it would make more money. And they had Halle Berry, so they thought they could get away with anything. So gotcha. I don't think that they based it off of Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman okay. and the Tim Burton Batman to okay. answer your question. Got it. Laura. Do you think that after Selena gets pushed out of the building, Lance basically dies and gets licked and bit back to life <laughs> and starts behaving erratically and differently, do you think that there needs to be a reason for that? Or is it just like a, oh, this is just how we wrote her? Okay, so quick lesson for you. There was Batman was in 89. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then next on the list for Tim Burton was Edward Scissorhands in 1990. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then Batman Returns comes along in 1992. So what I'm going to say is this is just Tim Burton. This is just straight up, mm-hmm. this is Tim Burton. <laughs> this is what he does. And yeah. <laughs> I don't think there can be anything else read into it other than the fact that that's how Batman's brain works. And I don't know that there is any explaining him he is his own entity he's his own thing and uh i i personally my brain can't reason out or logic anything he does it just (laughs) is completely his style and you just have to go oh okay and just accept it like the way michael said of why can't we just accept that this is how she became catwoman i'm just gonna just accept it that this is what tim burton wanted to do (laughs) Mm -hmm. well if you look at other appearances of the character like and Dark Knight Rises, you've got Anne Hathaway as Selena Kyle. I mean, she's mm-hmm. like the loosest interpretation of the character. It's just, I don't like Anne Hathaway or her character in that movie. But she doesn't have any kind of, oh, or weird sci-fi origin. And Do they ever even reference her as Catwoman? No, they don't. She's no. just Selena she's Kyle. Just and she has Selena Kyle. a cat. I think there might be an offhanded comment about her being a cat burglar, but that's... That's the closest they come to it, as far as I remember it. Right, and I believe that's the whole... That's more tied to the origin of the comics, of she was a cat burglar. From what I understand, that's like how she was actually meant to be when the character was created. Like 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 you were saying, Laura, Tim Burton basically just took what was canon and said, we're going to just make this own thing you know, that I think is cool. New theory, he's being controlled by... The T. Gandhi, T. Gandhi. <laughs> which I um, think it, I think it's actually pronounced T. Gandhi I with the two eyes there. Okay, I, I well, could be wrong, but I'm sure we'll get corrected on you that. You could also be right. Just a side note: the writers for Batman Returns are credited mm-hmm. as Daniel Waters and Sam Ham. So I'm <laughs> sure they would Bless collaborate heart. with Tim Burton, but he did not write this movie. All right, well let's move over to some comments here. This yeah. is from Ostalot. Wouldn't the host's cognitive functions be impaired over time, making them want to do more and more dangerous things till they are dead? Also, I wouldn't say Selena Kyle is reckless. She takes calculated risks. Her determination Mm -hmm. is because she knows that there's little possibility that she fails. She can also think on her feet, changing existing plans when new information is available, and is known to discard plans if the odds are against her. Also, I'm not sure what the end goal of Parasite would be in this scenario. I guess survival, but it was already surviving in cats with optimal living conditions. I, I will yeah, say... Yeah, that's another good point I was thinking, too, mm-hmm. of, like, to what end? Why mm-hmm. yeah. go into a person? I don't understand. Yeah. 
Well, it says she's a walking muscle for for that thing. Is there anybody that's sworn out a vendetta against we're going to clean up all the cats? No. Maybe no. she infected Batman when she licked his face. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, I mean, I feel like she does get more reckless, though, as the movie goes on. To the point to where she's, like, totally fine with electric being electrocuted to... I mean, I agree that she does, but I always just attributed that to she just went more and more insane as the course of the the movie carried on. I mean, I guess that could be attributed to this if you Mm -hmm. if you want to take it that route. But I it just never like for me, I just saw her as crazy, you know, and Mm -hmm. her insanity just developed as the movie went on. Yeah, it is interesting because you look at this movie and the origin of Catwoman and you look at Poison Ivy and her mm-hmm. origin in Batman and Robin, but she's already like a loony before she yeah. falls into the plants. Right. And and this, I feel like she is more of a normal person before she dies and gets licked and bit back to life from the cats. Anyway, That's true. Um, <laughs> next, there, there is a noticeable difference in her demeanor and her mental um, state after this. We have Tacitus 20. The cats are just symbolism. Selena Kyle has a near-death experience and becomes utterly fearless because of it. She keeps surviving her deaths because of a simple and extreme case of mind over matter. I always found the psychology much more interesting and fascinating than crazy theories like this. I think that's not a good comment because yeah, extreme case of mind over matter? I follow the building. You know what? I think I'm going to live, so I'm going <laughs> to live. <laughs> I, mind over matter of... Oh, yeah, I survived that, so I can survive anything, is basically what he's saying. (laughs) Or they. I don't know who Testis 20 is. Yeah. Um, um, But I do like the idea of, you know, I mean, them bringing up the cats are symbolism. I mean, she's now cat-like, so cats have nine lives. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and honestly, the whole cat symbolism thing, it brings it back more towards the original canon character than than this version even because you mean like the it, comics and, or yeah because because their cats were just kind of a symbol for her and it was never it was yeah. never meant to be like she's supernatural like a cat you know because that's exactly cat. right yeah. yeah what do you think about the post or the um in the theory the them bringing up the penguins <laughs> them being actively intelligent in the movie do you think that there's any could they have also been I, th- I thought that Penguin had some sort of mind control over them. Me that too. wasn't their independent thought. That was his direction to them. I just thought because he was essentially like raised in the sewers by the penguins that he had some sort of communication with them. Mm. Like, like Aquaman? Re- got, yeah, and like gain their respect. Penguin. Yeah. Mm. Okay. <laughs> they, they saw him as one of them. One of us! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought also that was kind of, that's grasping at straws there yeah. when he when you, when you read about penguins, I was like, no, this just got from dumb to dumber. Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> whoops, I jumped the gun. Do we need to go to ratings? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so on that note, it's time to rate this theory. But before we do, Michael, could you go over our rating scale really quick? The highest rating that we have is genius. This is reserved for only the best theories, which we believe are better than the actual canon. The next step down is plausible. It's a good theory. It's believable. Unlikely is next. It's not a terrible theory, but pretty unlikely, as the name suggests. And then the last thing is preposterous. 
These are the theories that are just stupid. Basically, we're all dumber for having listened to them. I have a feeling I know what <laughs> Lara at least is going to say. So let's start with you. Uh, oh, this is this is absolutely preposterous. What? <laughs> I I don't understand. Again, it, it's starting to the way that they were describing this this parasite. I started thinking of like, is this? Are they trying to make it? More like the this the symbiote in in Spider Man or like mm-hmm. Parallax, like it's this own separate entity. It's not yeah. supposed to be something else that's the bad guy. It's supposed to be that it's Selena and uh, and Penguin and and Shrek. What was what was his first <laughs> name? What was Christopher Walken's first name? Uh, like because his last name is Shrek. <laughs> oh, Maximilian. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Max. Max yes. Shrek. Yes. Max Shrek. Those are supposed to be the villains. So, I don't know. This just was really... I mean, I I will give the theorizer props of this is what this is about. This is what fan theories are Mm -hmm. about, is finding those minute little details and what was the real meaning behind them or coming up with an explanation for something. Good try. You threw something at the wall. This just didn't stick for me. So, preposterous. (laughs) All right, Michael, what about you? It's ge- I'm just kidding. It's not genius. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I'm kind of somewhere in between unlikely and preposterous on this one. I'm trying to reserve preposterous for those that are just truly insane theories. And it, at times this felt like it reached that level. But after talking about it and... Some of the points that you made, Spencer, that make it somewhat kind of make sense. Like, I can kind of see where this guy's coming from. I think I'm leaning a little bit more towards unlikely with this. Okay. So maybe, like, in the swimming pool of our rating system, you're yes. pretty much in unlikely, but your your foot is definitely kind of over oh, yes. in the preposterous, <laughs> but the rest Absolutely. of your body is in the unlikely. Yeah, okay. Yes, for sure. <laughs> okay. I'm having a tough time with this one. Oh, really? I am. <laughs> there are two that it could be. <laughs> okay, good. I'm glad we've got it narrowed down that much. <laughs> That's a start. Um, okay, I'm going to go. Okay, <laughs> ever since I read this theory for the first time, I've thought this, and nothing's changed. I legitimately okay. think this is genius. Oh, my gosh. I do. <laughs> because it is, it is a really great explanation for something so bizarre that happens to this character that I need more of an explanation for than simply oh I'm alive okay well now I can do anything and I'm a cat meow meow like this (laughs) so here's I looked it up on (laughs) Wikipedia and so let me just listen to this good more Wikipedia yeah listen to this lowers general anxiety increases exploratory explorative behaviors and surprisingly increases a general loss of aversion to predators i don't know but it oh here it is it affects the amygdala which what does the amygdala do it's the fight or flight thing now there there are some limitations the fight or flight to, thing yeah there are some limitations to this like some caveats i'm gonna pick and choose a little bit what i i i, I don't let's Drop the penguin thing. Let's forget about that one. And then, I mean, I, I think it explain it could be genius in explaining her behavior. As far as any kind of, like, 
superhuman abilities? No. But I just but like the, the theorizer is saying that this has come in and is doing like plankton, whatever he is in his giant robot suit and controlling it. That that it's this toxo whatever, this parasite. That that's what's controlling and driving her now. That's not what it's saying. That's the way I read it. It basically is, it, it literally just said that, con- that she's the muscle for this this exactly. thing. Exactly. She's the meat pod for this thing to control. Okay. (laughs) Parasite (laughs) takes a lot of control over her, but it uses her in a way that keeps her feeling like she's in control. See? Hmm. If it was just if it was just the the fact of this was possibly like altering her thought process, like her scrambling her brain a bit, making her Mm. act irrationally. I would be much more inclined to rate this higher than I did. Mm. But the fact that this guy is specifically stating that it's controlling her body and basically this is the, what's in charge and she's just there to be the hands and feet of this parasite, then that's what caused me to, to rate it as lowly as I did. Okay. But well, I still... I, honestly... I, I, but, I was but, just going to say, but, honestly, but, it comes down to... It, for me, it just comes down to this is just, just Tim Burton being his weird self. Okay. So... Um, all right, well, I'm going to stick with Genius because I think this That's fair. is very, very clever. You can do what you want. You're just stupid. What? <laughs> Laura, kidding. that's funny. Going into our little script here, have you ever said something nice about somebody, Laura? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I told Michael how much I liked... <laughs> uh, yes, I told Michael how much I liked how he fixed his hair the other day. And how did that make you feel? I felt joy down in my heart and michael how did you feel i actually thought she was making fun of me because i don't have any hair well the guys. point is <laughs> saying something nice is good both for the one giving the compliment and the one receiving and the same applies to our show and reviews when you dear listener leave a nice review of the show we get the fuel we need to keep our self-esteem tanks full and you get to feel the joy knowing you've contributed to sustaining the emotional well-being of fan theory queries just listen to this amazing review I happened to come across this podcast while trying to find something new to listen to before bed. I thought, why not? Sounds odd, but that's okay. Sometimes odd is good. I started listening to the fan theory about Beauty and the Beast, and I must say I could not go to sleep. I wanted to hear more and more. I really can't wait to hear what other fan theories they decipher. My only complaint is that I wish some of the episodes were longer. Keep up the good work, guys. And that is from dedicated listener... KJ eight two four seven 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 six five five. So please help us out by rating the show with five stars and leaving a positive review, even if it's only a few words. All right. So this next theory is from Reddit user <laughs> what? Luke. What are you laughing at? It's funny. <laughs> what is this theory? Sorry. Oh, you're reading ahead. Okay. Well, I put the show together, so I. So this next theory is from user. Luke underscore underscore solo. They say that Hermione can't fix Harry's glasses. Okay. So the the theory goes in the movies when Hermione fixes Harry's glasses, she does a crappy job, and that's why Harry's glasses don't have lenses. For the rest of the movies, Harry's glasses mostly have no lenses. Hermione probably messed up and they kept disappearing after that. Harry was just too nice to say anything. <laughs> that's it. That's the theory. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, so, that's good. Yeah. So 
Spencer, since since you are probably out of the three of us the least into Harry Potter, I want to hear what you have to say first, and then we'll go to Lara, and I'll I'll write it out. Um, I think this is hilarious, mm-hmm. and honestly, I did not notice that actually in the movies, his his glasses do not have lenses in some instances. I thought this was just something silly, but I just looked it up, and yeah, he actually in in some movies he has no lenses on his glasses. <laughs> I think it's really funny, and I mean, I've, I can I can already give a uh, I can start a discussion on how I feel about the rating, but I'll save that for when it's time for me to rate. Okay. Oh, okay. Laura, I want to know what you what what you think about this. All right, that that is so funny. I do think that that would be very weird, though, of Hermione and Ron to not notice. <laughs> That he doesn't have lenses for anyone. No one sees there's no lenses in his glasses. Yeah. Well, another thing for I, me that I, that I was going to say was that she's supposed to be like the awesome oh, yeah. student that knows how to do everything. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't mm-hmm. believe that she would not be able to do this. Well, and she's yeah. very careful. She seems like a measure twice, cut once kind of person. Mm-hmm. So even mm-hmm. if she wasn't in... 100% on the uh, incantation, she wouldn't cast it until she knew for sure that she was casting the right spell. So that's that's my off-the-dome reaction to Luke Solo here, but I know you have a couple of comments you want to share <laughs> yeah, with Yeah, I, I want to get into these comments before I, I share my thoughts because my thoughts kind of go in, along with these. But user Zatter says, Maybe when Hermione incants Oculus Repero, or roughly, I repair the eye, she actually, she's actually literally repairing his eyesight and not his glasses. But since the glasses are such a big part of his brand, Harry just <laughs> elected to punch the lenses out and keep the frames like the poser he is. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, OP uh, Luke Solo comes back and, and comments and says, maybe it wasn't his scar that hurt, but his crappy eyesight caused him to have headaches. Nice. <laughs> nice. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so, that just made it so much better. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I... I, I love the Harry Potter movies and books. I am not a huge fan of Harry Potter himself as a character. I think he's whiny and annoying and kind of a jerk to everybody, mm-hmm. and especially in the books. They kind of tone that down a little bit in the movies, but especially in the books he is. And so I've just never been a huge fan of his character. But I I love what, what Zatter said about... The, the glasses just being a big part of his brain and, and him just punching out the lenses like the poser yes. he is. I so mean, the, to me, that makes sense. I, I, in fact, honestly, I feel like that's a better theory than the actual theory. Um, so with that analysis of the character, the last yeah. line of the theory that says Harry was just too nice to say anything doesn't track. In my opinion, mm. correct. Okay. He's not mm-hmm. too nice. Because, I mean... I don't think he is too nice. I don't honestly. I don't think he's super nice at all. Like he has, he has a heart, so he's not like a just horrible human being. But yeah, overall, I think that Zatter is probably a little more accurate accurate with their theory on this. I, I guess what uh, what Op said in his comment following the theory makes a little sense too, because as somebody with very poor eyesight and who has to wear glasses, anytime I don't wear glasses for a long period of time, I get horrible horrible headaches just because my eyesight is trash so if we're going more realistically that actually would make sense but yeah i like i said before i'm sticking with uh zatter's comment on this yes so i like it yeah i don't i don't know if i have yeah 
the way it's constructed, it. I mean, Zadder's comment wouldn't make sense without OP's theory. So, I mean... Correct. Correct. They do have to be married to each other. It's But, I mean, yeah, if you just take that last sentence out... Yep. Uh, do you guys have anything else? This was kind of a short one, and I, I don't have a lot of thoughts on it, to be honest. Well, that might actually work out for us if we go ahead and wrap this one up before we get okay. to the next one, because that one might take some time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. Let's go ahead and and rate this. Spencer, you go first. Well, so here's the thing. I My gut says preposterous, but at the same time, like, I don't think it's, like, absolutely stupid. But I also, it's worse than unlikely. So maybe where Michael was on the last one. No, yeah. it's dumb. It's preposterous. This, this <laughs> is preposterous. This, this is dumb. As far as because separating... No okay. Well, I mean, so separating it as this theory is... This is only about the movies. This is not about the books. Yeah. So, and you've we've already said in our discussion, movie Harry is not the same as book Harry. And... There are documented sightings of lensless Harry. Mm. So uh, this is my new canon. I'm saying genius on this. <laughs> on the movies. I I personally, I like the books way better oh, than me the too. movies. Yeah. So that's why I feel okay with saying that about the movies of like, I don't take them as seriously as the books. So eh, yeah. that's fine. That can be my movie canon. Yeah, I think I think we're kind of on the same level with this one, Lara. Because it is the movies, I I'm actually gonna go with genius on this one as well. Y'all are opposite of me. It just makes this it makes so, so much sense. But I honestly, when it comes down to it, it was most likely just the prop people either intentionally chose to not put lenses in his glasses because there were reflections, yes. or somebody made a mistake and gave him lenses without our glasses without lenses so i would have to yeah. suspect it has something to do with the lighting and yeah, um I'm that's trying what to think. i would think yeah yeah i mean there are th there are tricks and things you can do mm -hmm. i don't know why they didn't do those things because there were yeah. eight movies and they didn't want to do it for all <laughs> i guess movies. they i don't know if they got lazy or what but it, that it, that is weird yeah. to me it is interesting the way glasses are handled because i this makes me think about the good place. I remember in one mm -hmm. episode in particular, it was there was Cheaty there in like their house or whatever, and I could see reflection of the lights, like the the actual lighting that they used to light the set in his hmm. classes. They're okay with that, but I mean, I guess I, I just <laughs> think that doing anything like that with with glasses is just that is chancy, that is tricky. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's if they can if there's a a DP that can pull off the actors wearing actual glasses in shots with all the lighting and stuff going on, then like they're impressive to me. Like that's well, and, and can't very your focus puller do. also have some effect yeah. on that as well? Yeah, for sorry, sure. Sorry, we're yeah. gonna go a little more um, yeah. jargony on this, Michael and <laughs> right. I, because we're like in production mode. We'll go down this rabbit hole for a long time, so I think maybe we should probably move along to the. <laughs> yeah. To the message break here. Okay. Gotcha. Okay, so, Michael, how much do you love James Cameron? 
<laughs> how much time do you have? <laughs> this is great um, because we're about to discuss a theory about Titanic, and depending on how you look at it, will determine if he's a genius or an idiot. I definitely have my own thoughts. I already know the answer <laughs> without reading this theory. Basically, <laughs> for, the, for those that don't know me, I believe this guy is an uncreative hack with, without a single talented bone in his body. Hey Matt, did you know that wombats poop cubes? Nope, never heard that before. Did you know the unicorn is the national animal of Scotland, Ken? I didn't know, nor do I care. Neil, did you know that Liechtenstein is the only doubly landlocked country in Europe? Jeff, isn't that an American pop artist? Well, actually, it's both. If you want to learn things like that and more, join us each week on Triviality, a pub trivia-style game show podcast where a lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. Listen in each week to answer general knowledge trivia alongside exciting guests from around the world. And we're here, too. Join us every Tuesday for new hour-long episodes of Triviality, plus tons of extra theme content on everything from The Office and Lord of the Rings to science and geography. And sometimes we even do sports. Find us on all your preferred podcast apps and take part in the fun of playing bar trivia without the need to wear pants. Real mature, Jeff. Forget it, Neil. It's Triviality. How would you like to challenge your little grey cells while reveling in the vintage perfection of David Suchet's Poirot? If so, then the Labours of Hercule podcast was made for you. We're taking a deep dive into every episode of this masterpiece of television and giving you the clues you need to solve the case along with Poirot himself. We present the case and you solve it. Whether you're a detective in the making... Or if you just simply want to gush over the genius and art decodence of Agatha Christie... Then subscribe now to the labors of Hercule wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. We've got a fan theory that was suggested to us by a listener. His name is Joe. So hey Joe, thanks for sending this over. As soon as we <laughs> saw it, I said, I need to see that. I need to do this theory right now. So <laughs> here we are. And this theory is Jack Dawson was a time traveler in Titanic. And now, r- really quickly, which character is Jack? Because I've never actually watched Leo that. DiCaprio. Leonardo DiCaprio. Okay. That's what I thought. I just wanted to make sure. Okay. Do you know, do you know anything about his character? I know that there was enough room for him on, on the door <laughs> at the end, but that's okay. about it. Okay, so uh, real quick breakdown of his character. He was this guy that won a poker game, and in his the pot, he got a ticket on board the Titanic, and this was mm. like gotcha. 30 minutes before they were supposed to cast off, and okay. he runs and jumps on. He's in third class. He's in the steerage section, mm-hmm. and, so, and, and he's from America, and he, I don't remember, oh, oh, uh, Kate Winslet is going to try to jump off the front of the boat and commit suicide, but Jack sees her out there. Why? And stop. Oh, because she didn't like the whole first class. She's rich, or she's supposed to be rich. Secretly, they don't have any more money. She's going to be marrying Billy Zane's character, but he's a major jerk and a tool, and she doesn't want to do that (laughs) anymore. So she's about to jump off, but then Jack sees her and stops her, and they fall in love in three days. And so when she's going to jump off and he saves her, is that 
the moment that everybody tries to recreate when they no. get on a boat where she has her arms out on the on <laughs> the front of the boat because that no, would be hilarious. Later. It honestly sounds like this movie is funny if, if that was the case, <laughs> and I would watch it just because of that. There are that some comical later. moments in the movie unintentionally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that okay. that happens later on in the film okay. when they're getting to know each other better. Gotcha. Yeah. All right, so that's a quick breakdown. Very very yes. loose. This theory comes from Facebook. This guy posted it. His name is Matt. It says, Jack from Titanic was a time traveler that was only there to save Rose from committing suicide and altering the timeline. This may seem ridiculous, but think about it for a moment. If Rose jumped to her demise, then the ship would have stopped to look for her. The temporary delay would lead to warmer weather and the Titanic would have never hit the iceberg. This is also why Jack made it a note to spend so much time with her. His job was to ensure her survival. Let's look at the evidence. Jack doesn't have any currency in this time period, so he has to gamble in order to get the ticket in the first place. He mm. mentions wishing... He mentions wishing... <laughs> he mentions fishing at Lake Wasoda, which is a man-made lake created in 1917 which is five years after the Titanic sank. His haircut mm. seemed completely out of place for the era. I do remember that. Furthermore, that rucksack wasn't common until the late 30s. He claims he will take Rose on a roller coaster on the Santa Monica Pier, which wouldn't be built until 1916. Mm. How else would Jack have knowledge of these future places? <laughs> and then there's a lot of comments and stuff down below. And then Matt also writes what other james cameron movie had time travel terminator that's right <laughs> rose is in fact sarah connor's grandmother <laughs> oh, okay oh man um another aspect that takes the theory to new heights is the idea that rose's life has much larger implications that tie directly to one of cameron's other films terminator not only would the disappearance of a high-class young woman avert the sinking of the Titanic, but the theory also adds that Rose is the grandmother of Sarah Connor, the mother to humanity's savior, John Connor. Therefore, not only does saving Rose ensure the fate of the timeline and no alterations to it, but it also means that Rose can live to have a child that eventually sires Sarah Connor. Man. <laughs> Man, what a ride was that. Yeah. Wow. I love it. <laughs> this could too. make me actually like have like enjoy the idea of the Titanic movie. Do you have Imagine you watched watching... Terminator? Yeah, oh yeah. I haven't seen so, any of the Terminator movies. So just just to clarify what I said going into this, I I don't hate all of James Cameron's movies. There are some of his movies like the Terminator movies and the Alien movies that I actually enjoy. I just don't like James Cameron as a human being. I think he's <laughs> arrogant, and I don't like his attitude towards the rest of Hollywood and, and other movies that come out. He thinks that his stuff is better than anybody else, from would what I've say, seen in his interviews. Would you say Titanic and to now, in that time period, that's when he just became kind of a garbage can person? I think Titanic is kind of what started the ball rolling with him moving in this direction because he realized oh I can make however many millions of dollars off of this and so clearly everybody loves me so anything that I say and do is going to be gold and well, I mean, and it that just was, started him down that path it was confirmed for him with Avatar 
Duh. Don't even get me started on Avatar. <laughs> <laughs> Don't give Spencer me started likes on that. to poke the bear. That's I what do. he wants to do. <laughs> uh, Spencer, do you have anything you want to add before we dive into some comments? Um, like Rose almost dove into the ocean off the boat. Right. Exactly um, like that. I actually <laughs> have not seen any Terminator movies, but I have seen Titanic. I'm very familiar with it. My sisters were obsessed with it. They could probably, my oldest one especially, Emily, you said you listened to the show. I don't know if you actually did. So if you're listening now, let me know to prove <laughs> that you listened. But yeah, I, I, you know, never noticed the haircut. I don't know what people's hair looked like at that time. So that didn't stick out to me. But the fact that someone pointed out these errors in continuity with the, the real life things that are referenced in the movie... This is where it breaks down to what was said leading into the message break of, was that intentional by James Cameron because Jack Dawson is a time traveler, or is he not a smart guy and didn't do his real research? Which I saw in some of the comments was like, but James Cameron is actually a pretty you know, thorough guy when it comes to researching, especially in the amount of research that he did to try to be as realistic as possible for this movie. And so for some people, it was hard to believe that this was something that he would miss like that and especially it just seems weird to me that those are real specific examples that that he references especially the lake like out of any lake in the united states mm -hmm. he happens to pick one that could easily be identified when it was created unless he was just yeah, like unless it's like a personal connection for him maybe he just knows that lake is like, oh what if we put it in I don't know. What were you going to say, Michael? I was going to say, to me, it just kind of, for me personally, it proves his arrogance because he's probably arrogant enough to think, oh, I can throw these things in there and people are, aren't going to be smart enough to realize that these things contradict reality. Like, that this, the Santa Monica Pier wasn't, mm -hmm. wasn't built until 1916. Nobody's going to actually look that stuff up. They're just going to watch my movie because I'm amazing. So that's just <laughs> kind of how I take it. That's how you take it. I just did yes. some little research here. It's very interesting. But why did they have to pick the Santa Monica Pier? That's on the opposite side mm -hmm. of the the country. Because mm -hmm. they're selling across the Atlantic. Yeah, They're going to New York. Coney Island was built in 1884. Yes, They could yeah. have used Coney Island mm -hmm. instead of Santa Monica Pier. Why did he do that? <laughs> Especially Maybe James because, Cameron is actually just dumb. Laura, I had the same thought as you did, and I looked it up, and um, this says that one of the largest, out of the history of Coney Island from, 19, from 1884 to the 1930s, more than 30 roller coasters were built. One of the largest was the Giant Racer, which was built in 1911. What? Like, why did he do that? Why did they do that? I don't know. But, I mean, I, I personally... Right now, I'm taking the Terminator part out of it, and just the time traveler, he was there to save Rose, and that's it. Mm -hmm. That's what's making me go, hmm, okay, okay, maybe. This might have some legs, but I know you're going to say these comments might add some more, right? Well, <laughs> I was just going to ask, I'm, I'm before we read the comments, what would you theorize would be the reason for him to like to save her? I think it has to do with the fact that they're the ones that delayed the iceberg so that it would hit, or the, the ship so that it would hit the iceberg. Or no, 
that if she had jumped off, that delay would have saved the Titanic from hitting the iceberg. I think there were people on board that were meant to die. And if they had lived... Jack wanted them to die. Yeah. There's a timeline where the people that died lived, and they were worse than Hitler. Maybe they are the people, their descendants are the ones who make the the (laughs) T-1000. That's true. Yes. Mm. (laughs) So in our timeline, Uh, he's correcting it. He had to go all the way back to 1912 to do it. Yep. (laughs) <laughs> I want to dive into these comments before we continue on because I feel good. like these are going to add some more to our discussion. You got it. Okay, so this first one is from Deleted. The Terminator theory would also explain why Jack didn't get up on the door with Rose. It's been proven that two people could be supported on it. So either Jack is a human sent back with his task completed, he allows himself to die for the woman he loves rather than keep the truth from her for the rest of his days, or... A reprogrammed Terminator, task fulfilled, <laughs> sibling into oblivion. Probably slipping into oblivion. supposed to be slipping. Yeah. <laughs> sibling into oblivion. <laughs> slipping into oblivion. Yep. And I just have the uh, image of him with his arms like this, slowly That's how he down. sinks, yeah. Michael. Mm-hmm. He's okay. just, like, because he's frozen. He froze, and then, and she, yeah. that's the weird part. He's frozen onto the edge of the door. She has to pry his fingers off and sends him down. Like, she couldn't even keep his body with her so that he wow. could get a proper burial. What the heck? Okay. Rose is a jerk. <laughs> she she must be James Cameron's great-great-grandmother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, Wanderlust Gizmo commented, They would not have stopped or slowed if she jumped. It would have been hours, if not days, before it can be determined she was no longer on the ship. Unless there's someone standing right there and yells, man overboard, which there was. It was a lady. Woman overboard. Oh, yeah, but still, (laughs) they wouldn't have said that. They would just say man. But, I mean, I think there were people watching. And it wouldn't have been days. No way. Her mother and, what is Billy Zane's character's name? I can't remember. They would have been all over it that she was missing. No. Well, yeah. I mean, like, even if they did, they, they would not be able to rescue her. She'd be, be a goner. There's no way they could save her. Probably the dress because she was wearing. of how fast the boat was moving, it mm. would take so long to stop. Yeah. Uh, and she would have, yeah. Um, okay, next one is from Gackman47. Or maybe James Cameron is just a terrible writer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was expecting my favorite comment. on that one, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. There it is. Okay. And, oh, yep. good. Now you, get, uh, now you guys know my Reddit username. <laughs> no, it's not really mine. It's not whoever, this next one. Whoever Gackman47 is is probably a friend of mine. <laughs> you can do some kind of placeholder name for this one. How would he know that he needed to go back and stop her? If she did commit suicide, they wouldn't know in the future that their universe was altered because of that. If anything, they should have wanted her to commit suicide so the boat never sank and all the people made the trip safely. I've already dis- I already told y'all why. It's because the people on board needed to die. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and if, if you have the technology to time travel, you would be able to <laughs> like examine the timeline and identify oh, yeah. those points where things could diverge, you know? Yep. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Exactly. Uh, what are those? Nexus events or whatever that they're called in Loki? 
Oh, and then yes. yeah, for TVA, um, right? And and you know, it's funny because that happens in What If. Every mm-hmm. iteration of every timeline, Tony Stark always dies mm-hmm. because yeah. it's a Nexus event. So yeah, that ship unfortunately had to sink. I mean, mm-hmm. very sad, very tragic in real life, but this fictional little film just tragic that what on earth was he thinking or yeah maybe he really is a time traveler because i mean that's just nuts like you said spencer about the lakes <laughs> mm-hmm. why that lake and and we've already established coney island was already mm-hmm. built why does it have to be the santa monica pier i don't know mm-hmm. that's weird yeah exactly well are we just kind of talking in a circle should we rate this yes yeah let's do it michael <laughs> So, I've been so going back and forth in this whole whole thing. <laughs> I'm going to say that this is genius. Hmm. Because it makes the Titanic movie seem more interesting to me. And well, I would actually... I still won't watch it, though. <laughs> I, well, if, it, if this was the case, then I would, I would probably watch it once just to see how viable these facts are. But... Yeah, I'm not gonna watch it. But uh, yeah, the 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 theory the theory is genius. James Cameron is preposterous. <laughs> very good, very good. You did not disappoint. Thank you so much Thank for you. that. My turn. I'm gonna say plausible on this one. Um, I think that it is plausible. I would need a little bit more to back it up. I mean, because the, the the main things that this hinges on are those historical items, and it could be chalked up to someone not doing their research. But I think that there's nothing specifically that shows that it absolutely can't be the, the case that cancels out, especially since this guy has no history. He's a nobody. He has no fortune to his name. And we don't we're not given any kind of backstory to him, really. And so yeah. there is room for this to be the case. But the also the other thing, if you want to argue the other way, is if he was a time traveler, would he have revealed things that weren't built yet? Like how careful would he have been? You know, the whole butterfly effect mm. thing of if he mentioned some things that weren't built yet and they get to America and she's like, let's go to that lake. And he's like, oh, what lake? <laughs> what are you talking about on the boat? He starts I, gaslighting her. No, mm-hmm. I didn't tell you about a boat. No, when we were on a the boat. boat, you told me about a lake <laughs> that we could go to. Mm, no, I told you about a roller coaster. Well, let's go there. Where? To the roller coaster that you told me about. <laughs> I didn't tell you about a roller coaster. Yes, you did. We said we could go to Santa Monica. There's no roller coaster at Santa Monica. What are you talking about? <laughs> so, I don't know. I still think it's plausible, but you've got some things like that you have to deal with, too. So, before I can give a rating, I'm just really curious because, Spencer, you might be of more help to You're going to be of more help to me than Michael on this. <laughs> there is a young lady in this movie that is... Because we see, Michael, the old... You've seen pictures of, like, an old woman, a super mm-hmm. old woman. Yeah. That's Rose in the modern time. Oh, okay. that's Kate Winslet's character recounting everything that happened. And so that was that movie was released in 97. So uh, when she's an old lady, but she has a granddaughter mm-hmm. there with her. Mm-hmm. 
who is not Sarah Connor. So, like, did she just have a lot of... I don't know. That's the, the part that, like, nobody has explained that part about, like, we do see a granddaughter, but we don't... There, yeah. there were a couple comments that brought that up. Oh, okay. And so the explanation is either she has other grandchildren that aren't there, yeah. or it's her great-grandmother. Oh, okay. Yeah. But I just thought of something, too, because there's another theory that states that Rose, because of how old she is, is an unreliable narrator, and we might go into that at some other point, but if that's the yeah. case, maybe she's inserting those locations in her memory that he told, oh. because maybe she experienced them sometime when she went to America. Yeah, that's what I was going to say whenever you said that the old lady is Rose, like, telling the story. What's to say that she didn't get all the facts right, or she just embellished on it on the story and this is actually how things really happened you know yeah because i mean there are pictures of her later though at those locations and i i think she only would have gone because jack told her to go there that's true okay or told her about about them yeah so then on on that note i i think i will go with a plausible on it the terminator part seems like a stretch to me but just the whole jack being a time traveler saving rose so that the boat wouldn't wouldn't have to stop and then it would hit the iceberg because something happened and those people needed to die for some reason i i see that as being very plausible to me not canon but plausible Mm -hmm. or maybe it was all about hitting that iceberg maybe if they didn't chip off chunks of the iceberg (gasps) Mm, the environmental impact yeah that's a good point too brought down another ship that's, that's a good point. A Another one ship. that somebody did need to live on. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So <laughs> there we go. Very good. I like it. Cool. Well, Laura, Spencer, Michael, guys, it is that time to bring this episode to a close. But before we do, I have to share this fascinating real life detail about a famous actress, Winona Ryder. You know, mm. I am always fascinated by what, what people are like in their real lives. And like what goes on behind the scenes and maybe how that might affect their interpretations of characters and stuff. So when I saw this posted on Reddit by user Berserk Manufacturer One, I thought I wanted to share it with y'all as well. Okay. After being convicted of shoplifting in two thousand one, Winona Ryder was sentenced to three years supervised probation, four hundred and eighty hours of community service, a twenty seven hundred dollar fine, and had to act alongside Adam Sandler and Mr. Deeds. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I like Adam Sandler. <laughs> I like Adam Sandler. I've never seen Mr. Deeds. Oh, you haven't? That's or not one his the, that's Mr. One Deeds. That's one of my favorites. I yeah. grew up watching old black and white movies in my house, mm, and so the yeah. original Mr. Deeds was uh, Gary Oldman. Oh, oh no, Gary Busey. <laughs> Hang on. Gary Coleman. What you talk about, Mr. Deeds? <laughs> Gary Cooper Alright, well, this has been Fan Theory Queries I'm Laura I'm Michael I'm Spencer Join us next time as we analyze more fan theories And ask queries such as Is Sam from Green Eggs and Ham Satan? We'll discuss that and other fascinating (laughs) fan theories on next week's episode (laughs) 